Welcome to Headline to Table, the show where host Christopher gives Dungeon Master West a current or historical event to adapt into a one-off D&D campaign for an unsuspecting player. Will our pawns vanquish epic quests pulled from the news or history books? It's Headline to Table! Headline to In part one of Escape from Alcatraz, silver-tongued, bank-robbing, half-elf, half-dwarf brothers Levi Ironbottom and Jerkin Silkbottom were captured for their thieving tendencies and sent to the magical prison of Alcatraz, a facility located high in the clouds on top of a cylindrical rock formation. Now their goal is to escape, by any means necessary. On their first day in Alcatraz, they split time between the wreck yard and a work site, trying fruitlessly to recruit inmates to their unconventionally non-violent gang. Levi Ironbottom, a druid, was caught attempting to smuggle a spoon into their cell and was forced to fight another prisoner in the parade grounds, ultimately emerging victorious by using wild shape and transforming into a bear. The Bottom Brothers, as they call themselves, learned of certain clues to escape by bartering with tobacco that Jerk and Silkbottom, a bard, earned with his majestic whistling. One such clue was the existence of Angel Island, a nearby peak that some say is possible to float or glide to. They also received a tip about a prisoner, Francorian Morris, who has been in Alcatraz longer than anyone and may possess useful knowledge. Will the half-elf, half-dwarf bottom boys find liberation? Find out now in part two of Escape from Alcatraz, which begins with the bottom boys arriving in the wreck yard on their second day of imprisonment. You guys are in the wreck area, kind of like, you hear some people talking about how um, they're surprised Levi was able to win, and um, you hear a from behind you. I look around and what do, what do I see? You see Senareth, the halfling. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, what's, what's going on, buddy? He, motion, he motions over towards the altar area. And he goes, he goes, that's your boy. And you see a man kneeling there on one knee with no arms. Looks like his body is frail and trembling under the, under the weight of his head even. He's a human? You can't tell from here, but mm. he's a humanoid shape. Alright. Hey, that's the guy who's been here since the beginning. We need to talk to him about it. The guy who's been here forever and hasn't escaped. He has no arms. Yeah, let's not mention that in front of him. We're not. We're over here. Okay, well, I'm just saying, when we get over there, these are the questions we got to ask. Alright, so I roll, I roll up on him. And I try to sneak it up. On the side of them. You see, that good. Once again, it does not work. Hammer won't hire the floor. He looks at you guys. He spins around three times and then spins around the other direction, all without his arms. You can tell when he spins, he's got crazy hair going all directions. Very white. He's an elf, you can tell. His face is just like wrinkled but he's got this crazy grin on his face 
Uh, something does not seem completely on about this guy. Excuse me, sir. And I pull you back. Has no arms. I just gotta get that out now. Um, I look. I was like, crazy. Maybe maybe he has riddles if we can solve them. I love I love riddles. So then I I turn around and I'm like I speak. Riddle me this. I speak in Elvish to him. And I I ask him for how long have you been here? Just two years, seven thousand years, twenty eight years. Is there? A way off. Dig straight through the center, all the way down. Just turn into a bird and fly away. That's what I was saying. Like, or act like a bird, construct the glider, jump off the north end. He goes, who are you? We're the we Bottom the, Boys. We're the Bottom Boys. My name is Jurgen Bottom, and this is... I'm Levi. He goes, he, goes, he goes, what do you want? And he like yells and kind of like falls down on the ground. It looks like he's like weeping in his hands. Are you, are you, are you, Sorry, no. <laughs> it's his knees. He's, he's like, oh, his shoulders are trying to move up hands. to his form. I come up behind him. I come up behind him and put my arms where his are <laughs> and put them over his face so he can And then while weep, he does that, I use him. message and point at him so like I can, cause he can hear my voice. So he, after you doing that, he, yeah. he openly sobs into your hands. But as he definitely leans into your hands, he loves the feeling of having arms again. Yeah, I go, there, there. Help us, we'll bring you some arms. <laughs> I'm like, no, I said don't mention the arms. Uh, <laughs> he doesn't like that. Oh, no. Oh, the, no. the DM is getting a lot of dice right now. We had one rule when we came over here. It was don't mention the arms. So you take 10 damage. You get hit with four. You get hit with four uh, magic missiles. He goes, that's your first warning, warning bitch. I start crying next to him on the ground. Okay, and then I... So, sorry, it, it, came, it came from the guard tower, obviously. This guy did not... Oh, they got message. There you go, there, there, there. How do we make a giant bird? It's like you can do it with feathers. You can do it with with rocks. Yeah. Or you can do it with leather. You have to take me with you. I was about to say the same thing. <laughs> do you want to join our club? It's a gang, actually. It's more of a gang. I call it a club, but it's a gang. It seems like every once in a while you get like a glimmer of like straight, clear talk from him. But most of the time, gibberish, and you kind of got to wait through it. Yeah, our gnome friend. Yes. He can build us something. Or he can give us the schematics to build the glider. Why do you think that? Because he told us he would, because I gave him the hat. Oh, yeah, the hat thing. Man, you look really weird without that hat. <laughs> don't make me cry any more than I've cried already. I just don't know if it was worth it. But we shall figure this out. Okay. Okay, me and my brother have talked about it. You can join our game. It's like, where will you find the leather? Yeah, let me ask you something. Where will we find the wet leather? That's a great question. <laughs> that is a great question. I strip off my armor. Is this enough? He goes, no. I strip off mine. Is this enough? Yes. No. <laughs> yes. No. Alright, let's go, let's go talk to Uh, you guys can't expose yourself to that old man like that. <laughs> Why don't you guys take a few steps back, perverts? Alright, maybe we can go talk to the dwarves, maybe they got leather. 
Oh, good idea. Yeah! It's fine, this is an elf tradition, you want to understand. Okay, yeah, let's do, we'll do that. The bottom boys approach the dwarves in the yard in an effort to acquire leather for their glider. They attempt to play up the dwarf half of their heritage and downplay the elf parts to curry favor. All right, so you approach the dwarves? Yeah, we the dwarves. I was like... I'm hey. rubbing my beard the whole time. I was like, did you guys hear about this dude's fight? This dude's crazy. I, like, roll up, uh, see if that dude that we talked to earlier um, was there about the digging tools. Okay, so you roll up, and you just start talking towards that one guy. I'm like, yeah, guys, like, this dude is, the sh-, you know what I'm saying? And I went over to the weight place before coming here, and I'm just like... Brought him over and I'm kind of like pumping him in the background. Yeah, like five pounds, like all the weird angles. Go, <laughs> <clears throat> oh, yeah. Heard he had to turn into a bear to do it. Coward. Isn't your hatred of orcs greater than the tools that we have to beat him? I don't hate orcs. I hate elves. He kind of looks you up and down. You kind of look like an elf. I'm a half dwarf. He goes, I can see that. I just don't know what your other half is. We're looking here to, uh, we're, we're looking for some, like, leather. Eventually, the bottom boys come to an agreement with the dwarf gang. They barter away their muscle, agreeing to serve as backup, enforcers, meat, for the dwarf gang for two months in exchange for three yards of leather. A clutch persuasion roll by Jerkin Silkbottom convinces the dwarves to give them some leather up front, enough to build a gliding device. You see a larger dwarf than the others, just like very broad, pushes his way through, white hair pulled back, braided beard all the way down almost to his knees, kind of eyes you up and down, and he goes, you work for us now. Say it. Uh, you work for us now. I snicker in the background. <laughs> he doesn't catch it. Good. You guys, good. He throws, he throws down one little wrapped thing of leather, which has maybe a square yard. So one yard of leather. More clutch rolling by Silk Bottom conceals the leather as the Bottom Boys are marched straight from the yard to the work area on the east side of the prison. There, they locate the gnome librarian prisoner they met the day before, the gnome that acquired Jenkins' prized gold hat. He's there. He's, uh... With the hat? Yeah, it looks like he's got his nose broken, though. Um, seems as if, uh... Some orc wanted to take the hat, and he refused, and the guy broke his nose for his efforts, but he was able to escape with the hat intact. I roll up on him, and I'm like, hey, hey, do you have, like, the schematics or the, any way to build that, uh, um, like, lighter? He goes, yeah. I made it. He's like, I made it for you yesterday. Here, come next to me. Okay, I slide up next to him. He's like, he's like, bend down to pick something up like you're tying your shoe. Okay, do you want me to slide a hand roll? Mm-hmm. 10 plus 6, so 16. The three guards near you do not see it. 
Alright, so you're able to sneak it in. I'm like, alright, cool. We're gonna we're gonna figure this out. Yeah, I'm gonna build it tonight. Do you wanna hang out? Yeah, do you wanna help us build it? He's like he's like, where are you building this? I haven't thought about it. <laughs> where should I build this? The question of where or how exactly to build the glider continues to haunt the bottom boys who benefit from excellent sleight-of-hand rolls as they hide the schematics successfully. The glider plans call for wood framing, and while they're still at the worksite, they devise a scheme to steal tool handles from a supply tent. Would the wood handle off of a pickaxe work for what the schematics are calling for? Um, you'd need about three of them. These three supply tents, there seems to be wagons that are either coming down here, stopping, and getting loaded up and taken down that way. They're kind of going in a circle and they're getting loaded up with rocks. Um, There are eight people there digging, three guards watching you. There's people back here in the supply tents as well. Is there a way that I can find a pickaxe? Well, you're holding one. Each one of the guys are holding one. How are they transporting this stuff? Uh, via these wagons. Are, are there any, up. like, say, mules or horses? Yeah. That are moving? They're, horse, they're horse-drawn wagons. Hear me out. <laughs> I could transform into a horse. You could strap a bunch of this stuff on me, and then I could, like, put them, drop them off in a secure spot to where the place we want to build our stuff. You can put the leather on me. Why don't the sticks? And I'll just like take it to a spot where we want to build it at. How about we stash it here at the work camp? Uh huh. Somewhere. And then come back for it and build it up here. Yeah. So tomorrow is the day that the wind should be able to carry you. Well, how are we going to carry all this crap? Well, if I'm a horse and you strap it to my back, I can bring it. All right. So what I want to do is I want to see if I can. Uh, Break the see if we can steal the like wood off of our pickaxes. Yeah. I'm gonna stick these two on you, and then I'm gonna we'll just put a bunch of pickaxes on me. You know, put the leather on me. It'll look like pretty normal because I'm sure some of these horses have stuff strapped to them, or they have a wagon on them or something. Okay, I'm gonna just try to like persuade my way to do that. Are you just gonna turn into a horse in the middle of the work camp? Okay, well here's my other idea. We need a distraction. <laughs> <laughs> so if you do something weird, maybe that will not have as many eyes on me. I go up to one of the guys next to us, yeah. and I use a charm person on him. I try to like silently do it, like where no one can really see me. Wait, wait, wait. So your plan to cause a distraction is to cause a distraction by doing the actual spell, because you could get shot. Yeah, I know I can get shot right here, but at the same time, I'm trying to get this dude to do something where he becomes... Okay, but if you fail, I'm just going to use that as a distraction and turn into a horse. Because mm. you just created the distraction by yeah. doing the spell. Alright, make a slide and hand check. So I, make, I made a 13. So, an insane distraction happens. <laughs> a bolt of lightning comes down from the sky and strikes Jordan. And all along... And as this happens, you hear an elf... 
yell and leave this tent right here. Uh-huh. It's yelling something and Elvin pointing at him. And it's a bolt of lightning comes down from the sky for 3d10 damage. It's a lot. So you have 10 damage on you. Yep. How much hit points do you have? Uh, 26. 26 total? Left. Oh god. Oh, one, that's good. 90s, that don't look good. So 19 damage. So you have Ooh. seven hit points left. Mm-hmm. A huge distraction. Everyone's looking. So Jordan came over to this guy over uh-huh. here. This guy rushes out of the tent, hits Jordan with a magic missile. Some people come out. You are right here at the moment. They are currently loading up a wagon here. Yeah. Grab our pickaxes and stuff. Throw them on there. The horse. That's a horse, whatever. Okay, well, I think during the distraction, I just have to try to turn into a horse. And hope no one notices that there's now two horses. Try to sneakily turn into a horse. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm going to sneakily try to do it, hopefully with some sort of advantage with your distraction. More towards where the wagon goes. Wherever they're not looking. All right, make a stealth check. Okay. Well, and I have... I have passed without trace, but I don't know if I should do... So it seems like they do have some sort of detect magic. So yeah, I feel like that would give me away right away. Okay. So I will roll 11 plus 4. So 15. Okay. So no one notices you sneak away. All right, all right, all right. For the time being, no one notices you sneak away. I would like to then get to a spot where there's not eyes on me and where I could then become a horse and it wouldn't be as noticeable. So I guess I have to... (laughs) This is a bad point. I guess I could be another animal too that's not the horse. Um, I could be like a badger or a weasel and you can tie some and I could just be under the thing. <clears throat> have well, some. Well, you. I'm assuming you still have your pickaxe that you had in your hand. Yeah, yeah. Um, maybe. So if I if I grabbed a couple more, and then beast shaped into, or like tied them to me, and beast shaped with them on. Yeah. Or if I hold on. Yeah, to I think they equipment. would. I think they would go with you because you're yeah. Yeah. shaped with. Your okay, well I'll just make sure I'm holding enough supplies in my hand and yeah. not making it. Because I already, already gave you, I slide a hand to you the leather <clears throat> and the schematics too. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. So I have that stuff. I have, I'll just grab some things and make it not obvious that I have a whole bunch. And then I could just wild shape into uh, a weasel or badger and kind of like get under one of these. Or, or rat. I, if I, yeah, I could be a giant fire beetle, a rat. A weasel, a scorpion, maybe a scorpion, a giant centipede, a spider, oh no, a rat. Rat. <laughs> a rat would be faster than a spider. A rat. So close, man. Uh-oh. One guy does notice. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. So. Roll initiative. Oh no. <laughs> Am I rolling initiative too? Yeah. Wait, how am I rolling initiative? I'm already fried on the ground. I'm like. Well, this this happened all like in one thing. All right. Uh, I got twelve. I got twelve too. 
So the guards don't really have any cause to do anything. They just saw you get shocked by lightning and you're on your ground, on, and you're on the ground, and they're looking back at the elves. The elves are, two of them are marching towards you, except for one that is marching right at you. And he also calls, uh, all right, make a dexterity check. Okay. Also, did I turn into the animal? You did. Okay. So the rat dies. <laughs> but you come back as yourself. I'm just like thinking maybe save yourself and I'll try to do something to distract. You're thinking just run for it? Yeah. I'm, I'm looking towards you to kind of get like a our brotherly look on like, like go. should I run for it? Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm going to try to become another animal, I guess, and try to run out of here. Do you have anything flying? No, I can't be flying. Okay. Uh, I have a wolf, a hyena, a spider, lion, tiger, panther. Probably not. Go. Spider, I could do something small and just try to hide. After much, much, much deliberation, Levi Ironbottom decides to wild shape into a panther and dash up into the hills. Jordan, your turn. Um, so is that mage that is still looking at him after he turned into a panther and dashed out? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's looking at him, and a few of the others are looking at I'm him. I'm the too. bigger distraction. Uh, the one, the, are they even looking at me anymore? The one that hit you is. Um, the other two are like, what the fuck? <laughs> one of the two that looks like he's gonna, like he's ready to strike at the panther. I want to cast uh, dissonant whispers at him. At a third level spell. Okay. So that so that means he makes needs to make a wisdom saving throw of uh, four or of sixteen. And the effect of it. And that means that sometimes casting a third level spell that means he has to take three d six psychic damage, and he runs away as as far from me as possible. And he uses his reaction. So he fails. Get that 46 damage, psychic damage on it. So 16 damage. 16. So he starts running away. I'm going to say he starts running this way back towards the camp. The guards just, they're, the three bugbear guards are really confused and they're just grabbing all of the, all of the. And at the very the end. The prisoners in grab. Can I, can I, at the very end, after I do distant whispers, I was like. Rise up! Now's the time to run! See if I can get anybody. I wanna. Alright, make a, make a performance check. Or persuasion. Make both. I feel like a pers- it's a performance and you're persuading. It's, like it's like a Malcolm X speech, man. Okay, that's my. So my performance is. That's a. 8 plus 11, so 19, and my persuasion is a thought. Hey, uh, have we got any... That's a 12 on top of that. Have we earned any inspiration points, DM, huh? I'll say you guys have one inspiration Yeah, point. use it! <laughs> yeah. Don't roll again. Yeah! Right. That's plus 11. So, alright, I'll say... <laughs> yep, yeah, all of the guys... <laughs> turn their pickaxe on the guards. And the bugbears are just like grabbing these guards and they're getting hacked up on. 
but they themselves are taking a small amount of damage from them, but they've got their hands full with these. There's like a, a gnome, a couple humans, there's a dwarf, an elf, and then you guys. And so those three guards are completely wrapped up yes. with those. And Run away with me, brother. I'm going to see what I can do, but... You have a movement speed if you want to move. Yeah, I want to try to run as fast as I can from my 30 feet to uh, around the corner. Let me make it to about here. One mage is running away. One mage is right here. <laughs> the other mage is right in front. Prison break. Alright. Um, mage up there. I'll say odd even. So odd. Yeah. So he fires a call lightning again at you as the panther just before you get out of range. So roll a dexterity savings throw. 20! Not 20! So you take half damage. 10. So you only take 5 damage. It is. The other guy's turn. He turns on you, Jordan. Well, let's hopefully my uh, my 8 hit points are still around. By the time he's done with me. Maybe Hat Guy will sacrifice himself for you. <laughs> Maybe, we'll see. He's got one more. Dexterity savings throw, my friend. 19. Oh. So half damage. So he needs to roll less than a 16 with these three dice. Let's go. 14. Yes. So you take seven damage. So you have one hit point. Nice. Um, D&D is awesome. I don't know what I should do. Like, should I come back for you? You're almost dead. I think Jordan's just like trying to go out in the most William Wallace way possible. <laughs> Pretty much, man. I've been in prison I for a day. It changed just keep me. Just keep running. Okay, hey, I'll, I'll keep running. You sure, brother? You can't hear. You can't talk to me. You're in pants. We're talking like the bond of family. Right now. <laughs> I gave you the look, like the, the run look. Gave you the run look before you left. You did give me the run look, but yeah. now I'm like, because you're the younger brother. No, I'm the younger brother. Yes. And like, he told me to do it, but maybe. And I always listened to Big Brother, but now I'm conflicted. It's like Big, bro- I, Big Brother Silk Bottom. <laughs> <laughs> Do I listen to Big Brother Soap Bottom one last time, or is this the moment I don't listen to him and I become my own man? I, I, I guess I, I run, I run, I run. <laughs> so you just both make some good distance. Jordan, what would you like to do? I roll up right between, like, right past these two uh, wizards, and as I'm doing that, I cast Fear as my oh. second, as my last. So you can roll. Well, if you go past them, you'll have an opportunity. Well, like right before I run up to them, I just want to cast fear so I scatter them. Drop it. So that so that well, they need to roll wisdom savings. Those need to uh, my DC 16, and if they fail, that means they run as fast as they can um, until um, they're out of line of sight of me. Fail and pass. So one of them. I was hoping for both. Wait, wait, wait. Can I use inspiration on that guy? No, you can't. <laughs> so, I'll say odd even. This guy starts running this way too. This guy, kind of your nemesis, is still in front of you. Okay. Call for an alley. 
Uh, is that a thing? And then I'm in like, D&D? gnome guy, come help me. <laughs> <laughs> so the gnome guy is actually fighting the guards at the moment. Um, keep, keep doing what you're doing. Can I use an inspiration to kind of have like that, like the brotherly love? Like, no, I made like I started running. I was like, no, this is the wrong choice, and I come back <laughs> towards him. Okay, I'll let you take in half of it. Yeah, and then, and then I come you're like, back. No, and you no. dash back the other. Yeah, yeah. Come back. I see you, and then I come out the corner. I'm like, no, no, get out of here. I want to. Uh, Hold on. Yeah. You, are... you went, so you ran and came back to where you were. Yeah. So you get to go on the next round. Okay, I gotta move ready. All right. You just went. Yep. Some guards. I'll say uh, two of the um, two of the prisoners are dead. They killed him. Bugbear. Bugbear. I'm gonna say if I roll a one, it's the gnome on either of these. Nope. So gnome's still alive, but like he picks up uh, a halfling and like rips his one arm and leg off and like bites him and the other one gets like chopped it another human gets chopped in half with one of the huge halberds of the uh, of the thing alright elf he knows you're close to death one through five he casts a spell normally six he tries to hold person to take you as a captive and bring you back is there any? Well, <laughs> oh, just you you can roll down. dexterity check, but I think you're dead. You only have one hit. Not twenty. Not twenty. Not twenty. Um. Yeah, I'm gonna say you escape it. Yeah. High five. Calls down his lightning on you, and you do like some back handspring like out of there. And it, like the lightning bolt goes straight between your legs and barely gets around. It's the barrel roll that I taught you. All right, so your turn. Well, I'm gonna use pounce. Pounce. If the panther moves at least 20 feet straight towards a creature and then hits it with a claw attack on the same turn, that target must succeed on a DC 12 strength saving throw or be not prone. Okay. So you want to attack the wizard that's in front of him? Yeah. All right, go for it. Roll, use your inspiration. Okay, yeah, yeah. New dice? New dice. I'm, my dice. I rolled a one. So now I'm using my inspiration to roll be a, a new dice. To roll a 16. It's a hit. It's a nice little dice. DC 12. DC 12 strength save. Yeah. He fails. So he's not prone, and if the target is prone, the panther can make one bite attack against it as a bonus action. How much does the pounce damage do? Well, it hits it with a claw attack. Oh, okay. So, so claw. plus four to hit. All right, so you already hit the claw because that's what the yeah. sixteen was. One uh, d one d four plus two. Um, I have a, a I have a pink one. So one plus two. Three. Three, and then I get to do the bite attack. And would that be advantage because he's prone? Yes. As a bonus action. So twelve. Roll, roll it again to see if you get a. Ten. So twelve plus. Four. Yeah. Okay. One target. One d6 plus two. Use my pink die. Or what's my gold die? Use my gold die. Three. 
plus two. This was this guy that already took damage, or was it? This is the one, yeah, that did the that I hit with dissonant whispers. That's right. He's dead. Oh, panther! <laughs> panther! Panther comes through, mauls him on the back. I came back for you, brother. I killed a man. The first man I killed was to save your life. Oh! I'm tearing up. I'm tearing up, guys. I'm gonna. So it's my turn now, right? Uh, we'll get done. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So the bugbears are mostly Ooh. disengaging these people and coming up on you guys. Okay, so I am. Uh, I look at you with my dash action. Yeah. And I'm like, we dipping. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the way that you were going. Yeah. And I have once uh, it's my turn, I have a spell oh. pass without trace. Am I? Am I? <clears throat> Can I ride him? <gasps> ride me. Ride me. We're on the bottom, boys. I'm going to say it's going to bring your speed down to 40. You're like right up on me right now. So I roll up on you and then... Um, so bugbears are over here. Uh, one of them I want to cast Hold Person on. Alright, so I'm, uh, I'm going to cast Hold Person on this one right here. Okay. Alright, so that means he has to make a 16 wisdom save. Plus three misses. Fifteen. That means he's paralyzed Mm -hmm. until he breaks it. I roll up as close and I like hop on. I was like, can't wait. (laughs) Kitty up, kitty. Kitty up. Their turn. So, if any of these are six, they're going to disengage the prisoners and come towards you. Oh, God. One of the bugbears does. So, odd, even. What do you mean? Even. He attacks you. No, you're <laughs> not you. I got one HP. Not you. What's your armor class? What? Fourteen. Okay. The good thing is you're on my back, so I should. Well, let's see. Well, on, on your next, on your turn. Yeah, once, yeah, once yeah. You can move. It's one miss. So fourteen is your thing. Yeah. So he has a plus five. All right, roll it. So if he rolls over a nine, he hits you. Roll over it. a nine. Love it, no. So, you feel the weight on your back become much lighter. I feel, but I don't feel it there, I feel it here. Yeah, you just see his body fall. Okay, I guess I'm on the ground now. Trying to reach for everything. Um, It's this guy, he takes a shot at you with cold lightning. Make a dexterity check. 16 plus 4. Half damage. Full, full disclosure. Yeah. 17. So I'll go. 8 damage. Okay. You're 13. Does that mean you revert? You revert back. Is it my turn? Um, it is your turn. Can I do that? That guy becomes. No, he's no longer held. Oh, it's, he, can't, he can't go right now. But yeah. you fall, you falling unconscious. I should have ran away. I should have ran away. <laughs> Just do it, still. brother. Well, you got can, one more. Here's my question: Can I do pass without trace? Maybe I can run around this corner and then cast my spell. Yeah, you can do that. All right, cast so my spell. Roll a d20. So you're basically running around the corner, and you're gonna try and like jump and sneak into the shadows. Roll a four. So what's your plus to stealth normally? Okay. Um, I wish I put my bonus on that one. 
Four. So, so eight. eight. So eighteen. Eighteen. Okay. Alright, so. Should I do a destiny stuff? Mm hmm. Did get any sweet bonus? One success. One success, nice. Bugbear walks over to you and grabs you by the leg and starts pulling you away. He is going to roll a perception. He has plus four. Don't find me. Don't find me. No, nope, he does yeah. not see you. I am a ghost. Roll another death saves. One save failure. Oh no. Alright. So as the bugbears and the guys are kind of debating what to do with you at the moment, the, um, you're able to make some more death saving for us. Though they are going to come to a rash decision very quickly. Another failure. Oh no! Do I do one more? No, <laughs> oh, my brother. Yeah, I'm going to let you play this whole thing out. And then I'm going to roll to decide if they straight up murder you. Or let me die. On the spot. Let you die or keep you up. I died. You died. This is the first time I've ever lost a character to Death Save Expose. part that solves the age-old question what happened to the Anglin brothers one died in escape the other turned into a panther and still and still roams Alcatraz to this day scaring off tourists and eating seagulls if you hear a brush on the bushes no it's not a badger panther. it's a panther He's an elf. It's Levi Ironbottom. You did not escape from Alcatraz, but lots of cool stuff anyways. I feel like we won by not escaping. Because we faced our problems, and isn't that the real <laughs> lesson? That's what you're trying to teach all these gangs about. You can't just hide behind your gangs. Hey you kids. You want to yeah, I feel like we were really good representative for the D.A.R.E. program. Yeah, if they're playing this in some sort of like high school D.A.R.E. program, I just want to speak to you kids right now. Uh, don't join a gang. Start your own. Um, turn into a panther. Turn into a panther if you need to. Find your inner animal and, you know, never leave your brothers behind. Or do and then have change of hearts again and again. <laughs> if you do leave your brothers behind, just feel really guilty about it. Well, there it is. The bottom boys were ultimately unsuccessful in escaping from Alcatraz. Jerkin Silkbottom was killed by Bugbear Guards. Uh, Levi Ironbottom did technically to survive, and I just want to make a note here that I think he had all of the plans and the equipment attached to him, so there may be hope for Levi yet, but we may never know. Thanks for listening. See you next time. Headline to Table is created by me, Christopher Patton, and Dungeon Master Wes Lytle. All the music you heard in this episode is by Kevin McLeod, and you can hear more of his awesome stuff at incompetech.com. Incompetech.com